Hey guys, Brian coming to you live from Rock Life Studios in Monticello, Kentucky. Episode 9 coming your way today. Today is May the 2nd, 2023. We're going to do some recap from the Southern Bounty Series down in Top Trails, Alabama, uh, down in Talladega this weekend. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Polaris mid-season launch coming May 16th. Uh, so hang out with us and we'll get started. All right, guys, back at Rock Life Studios in Monticello, Kentucky. I've got Dan with us virtually from Alex City, Alabama, Alexander City, Alabama. Uh, we both had a long ass weekend down at Top Trails, Alabama, and Talladega. Uh, I got home Sunday. I don't know. It was probably four or five o'clock. And I text Dan. I said, Where you at? It's all, oh, we're still at the park. So somehow or another, being seven hours away, I still managed to beat you home. Right. Uh, you had a long weekend with that truck and trailer, uh, but overall it was pretty good. So uh, you want to talk about that a little bit, your 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 fun experience getting to and from? Oh, yeah, man. It's so the way up there, um, well, actually, step back just a little bit. We were on our way home from Hot Springs. I noticed on the, the semi – we were driving at night, and I noticed my brake lights were on on the semi. And then they would stay on. It's like an intermittent thing. So they'd stay on, go off, stay on, go off. Well, then, uh, you know, they were mostly off the entire trip. We get home, don't think anything of it, uh, load up, head to top trails. And we were probably 10 minutes from top trails, and the brake lights came on, and then they stayed on. So I – would pull over and fool with it, try to play around with the pedal, see if that's it. Cause, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking at this point that it's like electrical issue. I'm thinking that is, you know, something to do with like a sticky brake pedal or sticky brake or something like that. But, uh, brakes ended up getting pretty hot on the trailer. We were able to limp that thing to the park. And then, uh, that was Thursday night. We get there probably about 1 AM Thursday or Friday morning. I'm sorry. Then, uh, Friday, we got up, and then I tore off to the Volvo dealership in Birmingham, which is about another hour away, and got what I thought was the fix to the, the problem. We uh, worked on that thing. Your dad, Jug, he, he helped us out with it, and we greased the whole machine. Wes was helping us, and we, uh, we ended up uh, fixing the truck, and then as we were leaving the park Sunday, bam, the, the issue started happening all over again, so... Uh, you know, I ended up chambering the brakes on the trailer just to limp it back home, which uh, I'm no truck mechanic, but I think by the time this is all over with, I'll probably be ASC certified. Although <laughs> I've told you, I said, I know enough about those big trucks that I probably shouldn't own one. You're probably right. in the same boat with me. So at least so, we've got people we can bounce stuff off of if we need to. Right. Oh God. Yeah. We woke up, um, Friday morning and in Lane, he's like, what's that smell? And I was like, I don't have any idea. Like I, I could smell, I was like, somebody's burning a clutch or got a brake dragon or something. And I didn't think anything of it. And then I walked around behind my trailer and you were parked right behind me and it about right. knocked me down. I said, Oh God, what has he done? They were uh, probably still 
at that time. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, I think they were still smoking. Uh, and then all weekend we, in that vendor trailer. So I, in the little vendor lot, it's kind of in a U shape or whatever. But Dan was able to pull right behind me and park. And uh, all weekend long, up until even we were leaving, you could smell that break. So it it got pretty warm. But at least you got it back home where you can get uh, somebody who knows what the hell they're doing to, to look at right. that deal for you. Uh, overall, the event weekend. So I'm, I'm going to do it um, two different perspectives. As a fan, uh, if I would have been coming as a fan, as just somebody hanging out over the weekend, I think it was an awesome event. Right. Um, there's, you know, all day Saturday, there was something going on. Um as a vendor, as an event supporter, I feel like it could be organized a little bit better uh, to run people through that area. Because everybody, right. everybody kept telling me, top trail is small park, small park. Everybody's saying small park. Well, it is. But the camping area, before you get into the actual trails, I guess, is huge. And it's so right. spread out, like you'll be driving down those little gridded roads and there'll be a camper here. And you won't see one for a while and there'll be a camper there. Which, if right. you're camping, awesome. You ain't got no neighbors, whatever. But for us, we need a way, they need, we need to be in a place where they all have to, all have to come by us. Because right. um, I was expecting it to be a huge, huge weekend. And we still had a pretty good weekend, but it wasn't. And it was just due to traffic flow. The people were there. It was just right. traffic flow. So from a fan perspective, I think it was a great event. Vendor perspective, I think it could have. Um, it's got room for improvement, room for growth. Uh, right. Overall, Tony and the guys down Top Trails, I think, done a good job. Uh, oh, yeah. They were, go ahead. They were pretty organized. Like you said, I, I feel like they could have figured a way to funnel most of the traffic through there. Um, you know, I'm just glad that they were able to put the food vendors along with the parts vendors. Uh, that way it would help draw the crowd to the, you know, the location. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a general rule of thumb for us. If I can't be at the event, wherever the event is, I want to be with the food. Uh, right. Just because the food always draws, no matter where it's at. Food always draws. And I didn't realize, you know, <clears throat> I didn't realize that, of course, I've never been there that five hills was so far away you know it's almost what is it a mile and a half back from the vendor area to the hill right. climb and it but it wasn't i mean you could get a two-wheel drive car back there it wasn't like a a trail really right. uh, it's just a long way away and when it got close to hill climb time everybody in the park was back there as they should be right. um so i i just wonder if there's a way to to make that experience for the businesses that come and support it. Is there a way to make that experience for those businesses? You know, me, you know, rock life was there. Super, uh, super ATV, high lifter, uh, off-road vixens, uh, motorcycle sports, several of us vendors. And at like four or five o'clock, we all closed up and we were done. Uh, right. So there's a way, there is a way to do it. I don't know what that is but there is a way to do it. And if we can figure that out, that place has the potential to have a very huge, huge, um, presence from vendor sponsors, uh, other companies, stuff like that is what draws sponsors like to activate on their sponsorship. They like to come to the events. They like to set up, 
but it's only worth it if people can walk by their booth. That's right. Um, so there, there's a way to do it. Uh, but overall, for the event, I think it's a good event. Dude, those machines in that – I've been to a couple mud bogs, bounty hole kind of deals. I ain't never been to nothing like this. Right. Those guys, I mean, some of them the, – the biggest one there was actually, I think, Tony's who run the event. 84-inch tires on a UTV. Right. That That's just absolutely insane. I can't fathom it. Uh, I've told it to everybody I've, I've come across and, and maybe in that world, that is not that uncommon. Um, for me, it is very uncommon. Uh, you know, it come out, you come straight out of the transmission into a little stub axle. That's probably six inches long into a eight or 12 inch portal down the axle to a 16 inch portal. I mean, just massive suspension components, all this stuff is, you know, one-off built, just completely unreal. I, I, I don't know. And they may look at us and go, you know, our little tube chassis. Sure, they're nothing compared to that, but it's it's completely different, right? Than what they're used to. So they may look at us and and see the same kind of, you know, what the crap, I right? Don't know. And I I had a chance to walk through the pits and uh, watch a little bit of the mud event. I'll send you some of those pictures to put on the uh, out the top. Uh, Instagram uh, for the show notes for this this episode just so the the viewers can kind of go back and look and see what we're talking about because these machines are no joke uh, you know you walk up to them the tires taller than you are uh, like you said uh, every one of them have portals the race teams are professional they're wearing uh, crew shirts similar to what what rock life has has done in the past uh, you know just just crazy to look at some of these machines. And like you said, they probably look at us and think we're crazy also, but I would say probably the, you know, the machines are built similar, like all of our machines versus their machines. They, they don't hold back when it spends, spends money on top parts, uh, you know, getting the best of the best. And that's just, uh, you know, instead of us having, uh, you know, all of us have billet transmissions and, you know, those guys, they have billet portals, you know, so it's like they're still allocating the same amount of money. They're just putting them towards different things, but those machines are wild. Well, I noticed a lot of, of the, the big difference in their machines and our machines, minus the tires and the portals. I mean, that's that's obvious. Uh, a lot of those guys, when they get so big, every bit of the suspension is completely custom, especially the, right. the big ones, and that's where they're really different than us. Um but you know they were running TCP transmission, stock razor motors, uh, right. or you know just the the regular things that we would do. You you take that off those, uh, you know that custom suspension, and it's a, it's the same thing we've got, uh, just just put together differently. Um, right. But I was impressed to see some of those those four wheelers, uh, ATVs running those. I think a couple guys had like a six or seven second run through those mud pits. Uh, right. One kid run it in seven seconds. Didn't look like he'd even unloaded it off the trailer. It was so clean when he got done. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's cool, and it was cool. I noticed at the hill climb Saturday night. Now they'd done the awards for the entire event after the hill climb. Right. Um, Tony did. He did give some awards away to the guys who couldn't stay for the hill climb. Um. 
but there was a lot of those guys that come down and hung out and watched what we were doing. Um, and so that was really cool that, that they stuck around and, and, you know, cause at that event, the hill climb guys were the guests, you know, that right. that's a, that's a, a bounty hole event, bounty hole series. They do hill climbs on occasion. So we were the guest at that event and it was cool that a lot of those guys come down and, 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 um, hung out with us and watched, uh, there's a lot of money in, in Polaris, uh, side-by-sides down there this weekend. I know that. Right. Uh, hill climbs, like I said, it was at five hills. Everybody calls it five hills. I think we counted, what, eight. There's actually eight hills at five hills. Um, right. I guess at one time it was five hills. Right. So the five, five hills was just a popular party place at Top Trails back in the day. And then, uh, you know, it got to where people were making new lines and finding new parts of the hills to play on. And and now, uh, you know, some of the past events have come in and they've dug out and, and made the hills a little bit harder to climb. But that place is uh, – it's no joke now. Used to five hills was just a little play area. Now it's uh, it's it's not a playground for the kids anymore. It's a playground for the men. So I've watched the videos of, of – I've never been there, and I've watched the videos from where you run there. And – on the videos, the hills, you know, the length of the hills, I wasn't, when I got there, I was like, okay, that's about what it looks like. Right. But the videos that I'd watched do not do, and, you know, we say this all the time, you're watching a video of these races, that video does not do the hill justice, ever. Right. Um, I was under the impression that, that I can watch, you know, I've seen this enough, that I can look at the videos and I'll be like, yeah, that's, that's pretty gnarly. Right. Uh, I still was like with five Hills. I was like, you know, yeah, that's a pretty decent little hill. That's nothing crazy. But when you get down there and get on them and they're, they're very climbable, but, uh, climbing them at speed is different than just getting up them. Right, and they're a lot gnarlier than I thought they would be. I was I was pretty impressed with how uh, the Razor Buggies took it. Uh, you know, you and and Cooper and Brian and and DC and everybody. Those buggies ate it up, and but they are no joke. And then there was a lot of people though that had a whole lot of trouble, uh, especially on was what, what number was it the very far hill that uh, a lot of the guys were flipping off of. So I believe that was six. So so hills one through four are, you know, I would say intermediate hills, but but five, six, seven, and then they dug out the bottom of eight. So you really couldn't get a run on it. So those were the, the obviously harder ones uh, that we were given to choose from. Yeah, the uh, so the, the, the format of this race is – it's not different. I don't guess you could say that much of anything else. Cause we have a lot of ups and downs, um, in, in our series now, but the, so you started at the starting line and there was seven Hills, you know, you, you started and they, they numbered them with spray paint or whatever. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, there were seven Hills and you had to go up all seven and then you had to come right. down either the left road or the right road. And then hit another hill. Right. But you got to pick the succession of your run, right? Right. So there was no order. So that was pretty cool watching different people, uh, you know, start at different points. 
or right. or doing different rhythms and stuff. So that that was pretty neat. Uh, was there a uh, you pretty much went in order, didn't you? Like one, two, three, and so on and so forth. Right. To help me remember what hill I hit last, I just counted them off one through seven. That was the easiest way it was for me to keep up with it because, I mean, man, it was it was violent. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was a it wasn't that tough of a course. It was just a really rough terrain. So, uh, you know, I felt like I just had the crap kicked out of me the entire race. And then, you know, on top of it, trying to remember which hills to hit, you know, to me, it was just easier to hit them, um, you know, one at a time, just in order. Yeah. For me, that would have, there's no, I couldn't have, hell, I'd have got lost anyways. Uh, but that would have been the only way to do it. And, and, you know, the times were, uh, I think DC was like a 308 or something. And then you were, in, right. ended up in fourth with like a three. 18 or 19 something like that so, right that's what we figured you know as far as our gopro that was the time on the gopro yeah so that i mean that's that's pretty good to you know and dc took a little different line than than some people i think um and so i don't know man it's just it's strategy comes into play on something like that when you have free reign uh, right. You know, we talked about this with uh, with Wyatt back a while, and we were talking about here's the start line, here's the finish line, get there. Right. Well, this was kind of like that with the, um, except you had to go up to seven hills. Right. Didn't matter how you got up them or which one you done when, but here's the start line, here's the finish line, you got seven hills, figure it out. Right. So, I don't know. And speaking of that, so one of the hills they marked off, uh, what number would that have been? So I think it was number four and five. So the, the best that I could make sense of was before we started racing, uh, Tony laid out the hills, you know, this was hill number one here. And like hill number eight was the very last hill. Well, one of the bouncer drivers said, uh, we need to figure something different because my bouncer cannot pass through those trees. So uh, Top Trails is generally a ATV side-by-side park. So those hills were, uh, you know, cut in by ATV guys, side-by-side guys. They weren't thinking uh, big bouncers. So there are some, some tight spots in that hill series. But, uh, you know, one of the bouncer drivers said, if I can't fit through it, I know none of the other big bouncers can fit through it. So that's when that hill was deemed not an option. Yeah. So that, so they marked that off and I'm, I'm wanting to say, like you said, it was, it was like probably would have been actually hill number five, probably. I, I think you're right. Yeah. So you had one, two, three, four, and then right after four, you had an X hill, which was the no go. Right. And then it continued on down the line. So the no-go hill, they said in the driver's meeting, it's no-go hill. Don't go that hill. Go everywhere else, not that hill. Right. Um, and if you do that, I I wasn't there. I, I'm just a I'm I'm assuming, you know, if you if you do that, then your your run's null and void. Um, right. And I think this this uh, something of this same deal happened at the outlaw race back a while. 
where there was some rules said in the driver's meeting and then somebody done it and then, oh, well, our bad. Go again. Right. So DC, who ended up winning the race, his first run, he ran the hills, went up the no-go hill, missed one of the other hills. So now listen, I love DC. We're rock life's on the side of his car. And I'll say this, this would have been for anybody who done this. If you're told don't go up this hill now is, could they have marked it off a little bit better? Maybe, but it had a big X on it. You, you had all day to look at it. Don't go up that hill. Right. Um, if that's in the driver's meeting and that's in the rules, we can't be letting people rerun. Right. We just can't. We cannot. Uh, you know, at Outlaw, I think it was, if you go outside the tape, uh, come back in where you left or, you know, something like that, and then, then that that was screwed up and somebody got to rerun. So the biggest part of that is not so much, okay, well, we screwed up. Uh, let's let the guy rerun. The guy's got to run on the course. Right. So if he's got to run on the course and he screws up up here in a turn or whatever and he gets to rerun it, he knows where he screwed up, so he knows where to pick up time. Right. So it's familiarizing yourself with the course. Yeah. You know, the way I look. Yeah, and that's the problem for me. If, um, you know, if we're going to start doing – Everybody who steps out of the course gets a rerun, then my advice to everybody would be run your run and jump out of the course before the finish line and go, oops, I screwed up. Let me do it again. Right. Because that's, I mean, that's the only frustrating part to me, and it's happened a couple weeks in a row. And listen, like I said, I love D.C., and this is not nothing against D.C., but he probably shouldn't have won that race. Um, Right. And like I said, it, it, it didn't matter to me who it would have been. Um, it's just, it's frustrating when these people who put on these races can't make their mind up. And on top of that, we're running down there and this is a technical error, but it is also frustrating halfway through the side-by-side glass, they pull the timers up and, right. uh, they're doing it by stopwatch. So thankfully uh, we didn't have any times that come down to like tenths of seconds, which is what we usually get. Um, so there wasn't any any timing and scoring issues that way. But it very well could have been um, race problems, I guess. Uh, right. I, I don't run the series. I, I have the luxury to sit back and, and fuss at these guys when I see them doing this stuff. Uh, I don't have to do it. So, um, right. You know, my know. thoughts are – you know, the drivers should be there to race and have a good time and be able to trust that the series is keeping up with everything in a professional manner. It, it shouldn't be up to the drivers to record and keep up with timing and scoring at each of Yeah, we shouldn't have to. And this is something, you know, let's get us, um, um, boys, it ain't hard. Uh, let's get us a, a, a big screen TV somewhere put up. Uh, link it to your computer. Somebody needs to enter the times as we're running. That way, at least you can walk up and see them. 
right. I, I get we're in remote locations, right? We're in remote locations. I'm not asking for a jumbotron, um, although that would be pretty sweet. Uh, but there needs to be a way for people to see times as we go. Uh, that's that's another frustrating thing to me as a fan. If I don't stick around for the trophy presentation, I don't know who won. That's right. And it, we're sitting here watching all these guys, and and this isn't of Southern. This is every series. Uh, you know, the average Joe class ran. If you're a fan of one of those guys who ran first, when that class is over with, you should know who won. That's right. There, there should be no having to wait around five hours to figure out if your friend won the race or didn't win the race or that's, that's frustrating to me across the board. Um, there needs to be some communication that way. Like I said, and that goes for everybody, but like I said, I'm here, uh, talking about it, not doing it. So it's, it's a lot easier to say and talk about it than it is to do it. But, uh, ideas for improvement, uh, more consistency, uh, across the board, would be super sweet. Right. Nothing wrong with a little bit of constructive criticism. No, no, no. Uh, you know, I, I knew, and also, you know, at the end of the night, I knew DC won the race. You know, he, 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 they let him rerun. He was faster than everybody. I knew he won the race. And then see, I think that's what made it even worse is there was some confusion over times at the podium presentation. Right. And, you know, people got called up, handed trophies, and then they all got took back and switched around. And that's got to be frustrating as a driver. Um, but, I mean, I, I knew he won. I was sitting here thinking, well, how in the world, like they've let him run, they let him rerun, and then now they're not going to give him a time. Like this is this is a little frustrating. Uh, but they got it straightened out. You know, if they, if they let him rerun, uh, you know, more power to him. Uh, go get you a time. Yeah. So, so well, that's good for him, but but that shouldn't have been the case, I don't think. Right. Well, and from from our understanding was he was three seconds faster on the rerun. So, you know, there was – it just, just seemed real – you know, it just really wasn't too much to understand how it went from him not being on the podium to being on the podium with three seconds yeah. in between times. Yeah. So. It, I don't know. It was, uh, I don't know. It, it was a mess. Hopefully, though, like I said, and, and, and Tony said this at the trophy presentation, and I'm not knocking Tony. He said this, you know, that uh, they work at this and they always try and learn and get better. And uh, right. when they figured that out, he got on the mic and he said, hey, we'll be better next time. So good for right. him. Uh, and like I said, I'm not picking on him or their series at all because uh, I was grateful that they let us come down there and, and have a weekend with them. Right. Uh, hopefully they'll be back and we'll get to come back. Uh, but this was just, you know, constructive criticism for all series. Uh, Absolutely. You know, get you get your rules in line, follow them. Um it is Stick what it is. It. Guys, it's big money. This is big money racing. People might not think it is, but this is big money racing. And when money gets involved, feelings get hurt and uh, pocketbooks get hurt. So uh, that's why we have rule books.
All right, guys. Uh, moving on. Polaris has their midseason uh, roster lineup announcement coming on May 16th. And the big news coming out of that, we think, is the new Polaris. Uh, they've been calling it, I guess, the Expedition on their uh, social media channels. Originally, we thought it was a new Ranger, or I'm sorry, a new General. Then people were calling it an Admiral. And then nobody knew what it was, but now Polaris is actually, I think, giving it the name Expedition. Uh, it's pretty cool if it ends up being what we think it is, and they've put out a couple videos of it, um, little teaser deals. Uh, going to come in three packages, a premium, unlimited, and a North Star. So I know a lot of people who have been wanting a general North star. And if this isn't, or if this is a general North star or is something similar and just as capable of a general North star, this may be one of the top selling units from Polaris of the year. As soon as it drops. Right. I know we've talked about that a couple of times. I've got a general XP and uh, I've said the whole time, if they ever come out with a general North star, that I will take mine and trade it in the day it releases. Right. So you and I talked about this pretty much the same week that you got your general. You come from a uh, Ranger crew, North Star, and then you went to the general crew, and that was one of our first first talks is how nice that Ranger was being the North Star edition and how cool it would be if the general were to, to step up and have a North Star edition. So I love my Ranger. So, that was kind of my thoughts was, was were they going to drop that bombshell? Yeah, I love my Ranger. Uh, we had a long travel North Star crew. Uh, loved it. Loved the air conditioning, tempt the windows, you know, pimp that baby out. Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. Just never could get used to the way it set driving in the woods, like actually trail riding at where I'd want to take my Razor. Right. In uh, that general, I kind of felt like I was setting up high. So I just never could get comfortable driving it. So we traded it for the general, but I miss the comforts. Boys, I'm I'm a I'm a booze cruiser. Um, I've got a kid. We like to have air conditioning and heat. I like to ride whenever I want to ride. So the North Star, I miss it a lot. Um, and this unit that's coming out, it may be. I'm thinking it's going to be more of a. Um, long travel ranger hybrid vehicle, you know, then, uh, I think it's going to be more ranger than general. Right. Um, supposedly it's coming with the new five lug wheels, uh, and the, the new wheel bearing assembly. I know you hadn't spent much time around the, uh, turbo R pro R, but that deal, you know, used to wheel bearings were a big deal on a Polaris, always changing them. This has got like a hub assembly, like a Dodge pickup. Uh, you don't buy a wheel bearing. You buy a whole assembly. Bearing's already in it, studs. It's a little expensive, but bearing life is is unbelievable in them. I have yet to have to replace any, and I've got some friends up here that's got miles and miles and miles on them already. Right. Um, so that's good if they're going to do that. Uh, they're saying a wider suspension, longer wheelbase. I don't know if it needs to be any longer than 
what the Rangers and Generals are now. Um, right. But I don't know. They extended that Pro R4. It's pretty long, and uh, and people are liking it. So that's not going to be a bad deal. Uh, more horsepower, 120 horse. Well, the first thing I think of when you mention, you know, wheelbase length, I'm kind of wondering if they're going to a trailing arm setup. So that's been the big craze. Um, you know, people have been putting trailing arm setups on the generals for a while. Uh, there's some people down in Tennessee that, that do it. You can take them, your, your general, and they will make it a general S. Right. And, you know, they're, I'm wondering if they're going to this five lug hub assembly deal, if they're not just going to go ahead and do the same suspension that's under the turbo R pro R. I think that'd be sick. That would be unbelievable. I may be overstepping my, my thought process here. I've been getting a little, little far fetched, but you know, a 72 or 74 inch wide Ranger or general, whatever it is, expedition, that's going to be a game changer. Um, cause listen, I love my general. It'll go anywhere. I ever took my razor before, uh, it's probably my favorite Polaris I've ever owned. I've had turbo two seaters, uh, XP 1000 four seaters. I've never gotten into like the turbo S and things like that. The real high performance ones. Cause that's just not me for trail riding. Um, I like more of a utility style vehicle. Right. Uh, even back when I was, you know, running ATVs, I always had four wheel drives with my friends were all out there on them, uh, racing four wheelers and stuff. And I just, I went everywhere they went. I just got there a little slower. So that's right. <laughs> so, all right. But I don't know. What do you think? I, I think this is going to be, if it is what it is, have you seen the the images of it? You haven't, have you? I, I have not. Like I've, we, we've been so busy with work and racing and all this other stuff is just kind of slid by us. Well, there's uh there's some, there's a teaser video that got put out a couple days ago. And, um, there's some guys on, on, on the old interwebs that are pretty good at digging this stuff out. And, uh, you know, they, they pause that video at certain points and you can see images of it, um, pretty clearly. And I'll have to get online and check it out. It, it looks like, it looks like a sport ranger. That's cool. Yeah. More so than a general. It looks like a sporty ranger. Um, but I mean, I always thought that's what a general was was a sporty ranger but this looks even more along those lines and if they put that long travel in there um also well, i think what's going to be cool is they're putting uh i guess this is optional that thing's going to be set up for like overlanding right so i'm assuming the accessory line that's going to come from that is going to be unreal uh they're probably going to have rooftop tents so on and so forth they've already got a hard cover bed cover like a hard top on a jeep right um i don't know man i, I think it could be cool plus really stepping the game up this year they re-released that 1000 xp for the first time in 10 years um now they've got this general excuse me i keep calling it a general because that's what we all wanted for years was the general north star <laughs> i keep calling it that but i think it's going to be the expedition 
uh, we'll know in a couple weeks. And when it comes out, we'll we'll actually talk about it and, and get our actual thoughts on what it is. Um, yeah, maybe they'll send do a walk around. Yeah, I mean Polaris, if you're listening, um, um, just you know send one down here. We'll we'll have a peek at that thing for you, and we'll test her out and and let you know what's going on. Uh, but man, they've really stepped it up. If, if, if they do everything that I, everybody is wanting this to be, um, man, I, th- I think it's going to be off the chain. Right. I, I think it's going to be a, a beginning to a new era for players. Hey guys, have you ever wondered how we're able to keep our machines looking so good in between every race, especially with all the abuse Dan puts them through? That's because we use Maxima SC1 on all of our machines to help them get that brand new shine and hide all the scratches before every run. Not only do we use Maxima SC1 that make our machines look their best, we also run Maxima Racing Oil's fully synthetic engine oil to help our machines perform at their best as well. We also run Maxima side-by-side trans in our transmission and Maxima side-by-side drive in our front differentials with zero failures. Guys, Maxima Racing Oil is the official oil of Team Rock Life Racing and the exclusive oil of Rock Life Off-Road. All right, guys. The next big race uh, coming up for Dan and Team Rock Life is Morse Mountain for the Outlaw Off-Road Racing Series on May the 20th. I have never been to Morris Mountain. Honestly, before I seen this schedule, I had never personally heard of Morris Mountain, so I'm kind of dumb to it. I'm going to let Dan tell you about that park, uh, what to expect, and what expectations are. So what do you got for us? Right. So Morris Mountain is um, its probably one of our closest parks, and it's more of, of, of the crawler guys, you know, dream park. It's, it's not uh, – it, it's like slow hill climbs, stuff like that. There's a few bad, bad hills. There's a couple of them called like V notches. One that, that a lot of guys like play on like Toyota guys and, and Jeep crawler guys. But actually, uh, Morris mountain is home to Ricky Berry's RBD bash. So, uh, Ricky's big day that that's RBD. Um, First, when he started out, I think it was the first two years, possibly. It was invite only, and then he opened it up to the public. And the event just kept growing and growing and growing. So now that's why he's had to move the the event elsewhere, just because the park is has got really good parking, but it's limited. And the trails uh, doesn't have a really big trail, uh, you know, system. But, you know, it's a pretty cool park. There's a lot of cool obstacles there. Uh, some stuff that people would probably remember is um, back in the, the heyday of, of rock bounces when it first started out, they were jumping a, a, a trail called Los Primos. So that's where you'll see some of the old Mad Ram and Busted Knuckle films. That's where uh, that hill's at. I've heard of that one. Right. So, and then, uh, too, you'll see that that's where the infamous Barbie Jeep race started from uh, Busted Knuckle, they, Matt Merrick and those guys would put on the Barbie Jeep race on Sunday while everybody was kind of packing out. and uh, The trail system was was not as busy over the weekend. They, they would do the Barbie Jeep races on that Saturday. Or, I'm sorry, that on that Sunday when everybody was leaving. So it'll be pretty cool to, to get to revisit that park. This will be the first time that there's been an official race there that, that I'm aware of. 
That's cool. I didn't realize. Uh, I've heard of Los Primos. I've seen the videos. I, I remember the Barbie Jeep videos. I, and now that I'm thinking back about it, I remember um, when RBD started uh, hearing about it down there. I, and, and it's moved around. RBD's moved around a couple times, hasn't it? Right. So it was there for, if I'm not wrong, maybe seven or eight years. Yeah. And then moved to the Busted Knuckle Park in Stevenson, Alabama for a year. And then since then, he's been at Hawk Pride. Okay. Yeah, it seems like I, I may have caught in on the uh, – I may have been getting into the rock bouncing scene about uh, – it was just before Busted Knuckle opened, so right there at the end of that. So I do remember a little bit about uh, Morse Mountain. Uh, rock bouncer guys, please don't hate me. It's too far south for me. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but it looks like it will be a good time. So you said parking is limited. Uh, so what you're saying is for spectators, if they want to come watch – some uh two lane racing side by side they should probably arrive as early as they can right right and if i'm not wrong i'm going to say the park maybe have like five camper rv hookups with power um and then the rest is just like primitive camping get in where you fit in right on outlaws usually a saturday only event anyways so uh you know maybe maybe y'all have a big big spectating crowd down there saturday i'm not going to be able to make it uh but Hopefully, listen, you're still sitting, you're sitting in third and points in the outlaw race. So right. we got to go down there and maintain that. Uh, that way you can come back up to Kentucky a couple weeks later in blue holler and, uh, and, and get a season season overall, uh, podium trophy from the outlaw series. Right. That, that'd be cool. So the main thing has been kind of holding us back mm. is we've had helper issues. Uh, the bleeder screws broke off in the brakes, So my brakes haven't been that great. So we, we finally got those shipped to us Tuesday, so we're going to be throwing those on this weekend, getting the brakes back ready on the car, and uh, hopefully you'll see us driving that thing a little bit harder this this next race. Right on. I look forward to it. We'll. Uh, I don't know as we'll get to have anything next week. Uh, with is there a race this weekend? Is that that's Willing in the Countries this weekend, isn't it? So Willing in the Countries this weekend. Then also I saw where. There's like a short course going on in Cleveland, Alabama. I'm not really familiar with that park or the, uh, you know, the guy that's that's hosting the event. But this weekend, we're gonna just call it a uh, a rest weekend and kind of get prepped for the uh, next race at Morris Mountain. Top trails is hard on us old folks. Uh, too many late nights and early mornings. All right, so guys rate follow review subscribe whatever it is that you're supposed to do these podcasts please do that uh it'll help uh get us pushed out there we're really trying to work it if you know anybody or have any suggestions for the podcast you know you can leave us a message on anchor fm um we'll hear those we'll respond to those we'll take it to heart we'll we'll do what we can uh also and and i'm going to talk about this in a minute well the rundown's next if your series wants to be a part of the rundown, if you want us to, you know, talk about your series, get us some results, guys. Uh, you know, there's some rock race. There's rock racing series all over the country. Uh, get us some results. Uh, get in contact with us, and we'll get uh, we'll get that put on there. Daniel, till next time. Thank you, sir. See ya. Bye, listening. Right on.
All right, guys, we're going to get right into this week's rundown. Uh, not a whole lot going on this weekend. We, Like I said, we did have the big event down at Top Trails in Talladega, Alabama. For the Southern Bounty Series, uh, we were able to round up uh, a few guys to go down there and do some racing. Uh, so our results from down there, we had the uh, UTV Unlimited class. DC Thompson took the win, Cooper Bentley in second, and Brian Smith in third. Uh, Dan Carter rounded out with a uh, fourth place finish. Uh, all those guys done extremely well down there. Super impressive on those. Uh, they call it five hills, but there's actually seven or eight. Uh, Bouncer class. Wes Keen took the win with Clint Garrison in second and Josh Cochran in third. And Clint Garrison also took the win in the NA Average Joe's class. Uh, next race coming up is the Outlaw Series in Morris Mountain down in delta alabama on may the 28th for the outlaw off-road racing series uh look forward to that like i said national rock race is off till uh july uh guys if you are listening and uh you have a series you want to um you want us to go over on the rundown you want us to talk about on the pod uh give us a shout you know all we need is somebody to contact us get us some results it's it's extremely hard trying to uh, round up all these results uh, when 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 the series aren't putting them out as frequently as they should. Uh, you know we're going to try and do this. Uh, I guess we're going to keep rolling weekly. So you know if you've got a series, I don't care if it's um, you know U4, um, something out west. Um, you know if especially if you're anything to do with rock racing if you want to be put into the uh rundown or, or, or even be featured on the podcast make sure you shoot us a message uh we'll make sure to get you guys on here at the very least uh talk some results uh just let us know guys all right that's going to be it for this week episode nine out the top we out this episode is brought to you by rock life off-road Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.